Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Well, I got to answer it the same way I've been answering it over the last couple of weeks, right, Daryl? The same things have kind of been happening that are happening and they're happening. Yeah. Well, I think two things are happening for me. <laughs> number one, my hair is getting longer. And number two, I'm on more web meetings than ever. And those two things don't work very well together, do they? No. Well, in fact, you know, I don't have to worry about the hair getting longer because, right, a number one razor every week, I cut my own hair. So, hey, you know what? I always take to Daryl, this is the best time to invest in yourself. So maybe invest in a razor and just whack that just thing. Shave the whole thing <laughs> off. Keep it, keep it clean. I, you know, I'm getting to the point. I was on some meetings this week. I've never ever in my life thought about wearing a baseball hat to a, <laughs> a business meeting, but I was on the phone with some clients earlier this week and they were all wearing like corporate baseball hats. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm this close. I'm this close to pulling it off. Hey, welcome. <laughs> Hey, who knows, right? This could be the new corporate norm. And uh, oh, so, hey, I got to tell you something really quick. Yeah, hey, stuff in the background. I know, but I got to tell you something really quick. So here's the deal. This all work from home stuff, right? Yeah. And y'all see people's different attires and so forth. And everyone says, you know, you got to get business ready in the morning and so forth. So same thing. I'm I'm on Zoom call after Zoom call, and I'm seeing guys who normally don't have beards all of a sudden have beards, right? They go, oh, it's my work from home beard. I said, well, would you wear that at work? No. Then why are you wearing it at home if you're working every day? Good Interesting. Question. Well, yeah. hey, yeah, no yeah. shave November is now <laughs> no shave 2020, it looks like. So, hey, by the way, welcome to this Song from the Heart podcast. If you're new, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic adding real value, shaving their faces, we call it selling from the heart. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have a great time today. We've got a fantastic discussion as we get uh, ready to dive in. Larry, we've been talking over the last few weeks about the community that's rising up inside the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, uh, powered by Facebook. And it is so cool to see the events that are coming up. Uh, you're going to just pay attention to your, we're recording this uh, two or three weeks before this officially uh, launches uh, before this this podcast is being recorded two or three weeks earlier. So you'll probably have already seen a bunch of really cool announcements for some of the things that are getting ready to happen inside the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. But Larry, this community of, of sales professionals, Selling from the Heart champions that is gathering right now, I think is epic. Um, I dare say like these are going to be the world changers in the next season of the economy. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't wait. And, you know, I, I've been, we, and in Selling from the Heart, we've been driving a message. And some might say it's a tough message, right? For some, it might be high touchy feely, and that's okay. But what we've seen, especially during this crisis that we're all living through, is people want a sense of belonging. They want a sense of community. And the Selling from the Heart champions are rising to the, to the, 
to the surface and they're coming to the table and say, hey, we want more, we want more. So it's going to be really exciting because in this group, it's going to be high interactive. It's going to be high engagement. We're going to give people what they're craving for right now. And that's bringing sincerity and substance and just keeping it real. And that's what we're all about, Daryl. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fantastic. You can learn some more at sellingfromtheheart.net slash Facebook. This is, a, this is a private group. There's a small monthly paywall in front of it because we want to make sure that A, we're bringing amazing value to you and B, that the people that are in this group, I mean, there's no fluff here. This is a group of sales professionals that you're going to want to be a part of. Speaking of sales professionals and speaking of people that you want to know, how's that for a transition, Larry? Hey, hey that, dude, that was pretty good, man. I'm, I'm impressed, Daryl. This is not amateur hour here. We are, we are, this is a highly competent podcast. Uh, and these are your highly skilled podcast hosts, Daryl and Larry. <laughs> so, also known as just a couple of sales guys who really love uh, what we do. But we've got a really good guest this week, and I'm, I'm excited about our conversation. So why don't you tee this up? And as always, let's dive in. No, thanks, Daryl. Boy, I, I went I went pretty long distance to find our guest, Daryl. So, you know, we, we had to we had to fly him from across the pond over <laughs> onto the Selling from the Heart podcast. No, that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen, but you know, it makes for good talk. Um, I actually I met Tony Morris, gosh, probably about a year or so ago through some mutual acquaintances and we struck up an online friendship and and to be quite honest, you know, kind of fell off the radar for a while and and Tony, you know it's just things happen. And we rekindled the friendship over social. And one thing led to another, we started having conversations. And I was actually on Tony Morris's podcast just a couple of weeks ago, recording it. And had said, you know, what? you got to come on the podcast. I got to reciprocate. And Tony brings us a wealth, a wealth of knowledge around a really great topic we're going to talk about. So without further ado, Tony Morris, welcome to Selling from the Heart. We appreciate you being on. Thank you, guys. Absolute honor and a, and a pleasure. I wish I could have flown over. I'd have loved that. Maybe <laughs> yeah. when we're out of the crisis, you know, that would be my next my next move. That's right. Well, hey, uh, it, it is uh, awesome to have you on the podcast today. And, and I've been looking forward to just hearing your take on the question that all of our guests get. And you know the question. It's what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Yeah, absolutely. For me, the biggest word that comes out is passion and, and passion, love, belief in, in, in sales. And something that I adore about and the reason I really am genuinely passionate is I don't see it as, as a job. I, I see it as what we do every day. You know, we're, we're selling in every area of our life. I, I just had to persuade my son he can only do two hours a fortnight a day now. And that was the toughest negotiation I've ever encountered. <laughs> but, but, you know, and, and that's, that's to me what Selling from the Heart is about. It's about having that genuine love and passion for what we do, having good conversations that lead to great outcomes. But it's about helping, helping our clients achieve their goals, helping our clients solve their pains and their problems. And, and it's a real interesting one, you know, in the pandemic we're in, so many people are saying, oh, I'm scared to be selling right now, you know, people are in a, in a bad state. And, and I argue that and say, you know, are you saying you want to stop helping your clients? Because that's how I view it. We're there to help, right? We're that's not right. there to sell anything. Yeah, you know, and you bring, you bring up some fantastic 
stuff just now, you know, especially around the words love and passion. And this is what I'd really encourage our listeners to, to really digest what Tony just said. It's, this is a great time to, you know, rekindle the love, rekindle the passion mm -hmm. for what you do and rekindle that with your customers. Because, you know, just like Tony and just like Daryl, I've been on countless conversations. I've been involved in them where people are saying, you know, this isn't the right time to sell. Mm. And there might be some validity to it, but I would just like you'd say, Tony, I, I mean, I would say this is the time to help more. This is the yeah. time to serve more, but this yeah. is actually the time to sell more and even maybe even more vigorously than you did before, but in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, our job is we're value creators. Mm. We, we've got to add value in every, every area we do with our clients. So, you know, one thing I'm doing that's really working and I'm suggesting to my clients is to obviously reach out and share links to great articles that you're reading, invite them to webinars that you're going on. You know, I, whenever I see anything that I think my client loves, I used to send an email and the subject line was just thinking of you. But then I realized it sounded a bit creepy. So I just changed it to <laughs> saw this and thought of you. And, and they really, you know, yeah. and they really appreciate it. Because it's like, God, Tony's thinking of me. And, and I know, you know, I'm not making money from it. It's just about how can I help and add most value to my clients' lives as often as I can. So that they're always, you know, when the time is right, I'll be in the forefront of their minds. I think that's so strong. And, you know, this week I've been uh, bantering back and forth with uh, Brent Adamson, uh, who's coming on the podcast later this summer. I'm so excited about that. Brent's the, uh, one of the co-authors of the Challenger sale. And I'm big into yeah. Challenger because I'm like, bring ideas, bring insight, right? Teach, don't tell, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, when I was, so I, I wrote a, a, a digest of the Challenger sale uh, earlier this week. And Brent Adamson came back today and, and he said, he said, the core ideas in Challenger are more relevant today than ever, especially mm. if one rethinks challenging as helping. Mm. I was like, oh, that's so good, right? And you go, you know, this is not the time to hit the pause button because if sales is about helping people solve problems, the question is, do your prospects and clients have problems right now? Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody does. More than ever, yeah. more than ever, right? So if, if, if selling is helping, um, you know, if challenging is helping, let's go out and let's talk to people about, their problems and bring some ideas to the table. It's such a good point. I I was very lucky. I had Matthew Dixon, the other the other co-author of the yeah, yeah. and he's he's a great guy. I mean, I I felt thick just talking to him. He's so intelligent. But um, but what was interesting, and, and I I've been doing this for my whole fourteen years running my training company. Before I I even reach out and do a prospecting call, I do a mystery call to the company as a as a fake prospect because I want to hear what the journey's like from a customer's eyes right? right and I record the call and I've always pick up about between four and seven ideas of how that could be done better so when I reach out to the prospect and say listen I, I come out of a good opening gambit which I can talk about later on in the episode and then I say listen I, I, I hope you don't mind but I want to be best prepared for this call so I did a bit of mystery research. Uh, are you open for me to share some ideas? You know, and they love it Beautiful. because it's challenging it straight away. You know? Beautiful. 
Yeah. And that, but that's a mindset of helping. And I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, today we want to, to talk about prospecting and talking mm. because you bring a wealth of knowledge to the table on that. And, and I think just going to the, you know, the, the, uh, the task of prospecting is something we all have to do, right? Yeah. Get to do, as my uh, father-in-law says, you don't have to, you get to. Um, it's yeah. something we all get to do, um, but it's, you know, the mindset that we approach it with is so critical in, in, in having a mindset of saying, I want to help. That's, that's a good everything, factor, right? Changes everything. I mean, so many salespeople I work with, they hide behind emails, right? And they say, oh, I don't want to pick up this plastic thing called a phone. I, I don't want you know, I don't want to interrupt the person. I just, right. I'll send them a quick email. And my attitude with that is if that worked, then we would fire every salesperson and hire copywriters. That's who would right. always write better copy than you, right? So to sell from the heart and, and to articulate our proposition with that passion can only be done over the telephone no matter what. So it's a skill that every salesperson must embrace and start loving. And, and I think once they know what to say so they can have meaningful conversations, they'll start to get the results they deserve. Yeah, you know, and you, you, bring, up a, you bring up a great point. And, and, I, and this is always what lights my fire is the conversation. Mm. I geek out on having conversations. And yeah. what better time than what we're going through right now Totally. That every salesperson out there, every sales leader, every sales manager should be encouraging and leading their team to opening conversations with their customers. Mm -hmm. Now, those conversations are going to take on a totally different meaning than maybe what they did pre-virus and rightfully so. Yeah. But it goes back to, you know, we're talking about prospecting. And this would be my challenge to everybody, even to our listeners, is what are we prospecting for? And I think right now, this is the perfect time to prospect for a conversation. Yeah, totally. I mean, every salesperson I coach, I, I always ask them, you know, who's your target audience? And they go, oh, Tony, everyone, everyone can buy a product. <laughs> and I always say that everyone is no one because That's you've right. got a need. You know, so I always suggest have your top 50, have what I call your hit list, your, your dream prospects to reach out to. And then it's about what, how do we know as a, for your listeners, who is their right lead, who should go in their hit list? Mm -hmm. And to me, my advice is always go look in the past. Where have you had most success? Who have you helped the most in your business? Whatever you, whatever product service you offer. And I, I learned this from Brad Sugars, the action coach founder you know the biggest coaching franchise he said grade your clients a to d he said your a clients are the, are the ones who pay you the biggest bucks or they're the ones you love your b is your bread and butter your c are your one-off customers they'll, they'll only buy once and your d are the dead clients these are the ones that pay you the least but they're the biggest pain in the backside and these are the <laughs> ones you want to avoid right um yes. so one, once you've You've broken down your list. Then you know who you should be reaching out to, yeah? Your grade A's. That's Look great. at all your competitors of your grade A customers and start having good conversations about what's the challenges they're facing right now. How are they dealing with this pandemic? How are they, you know, and, and then only then do you earn the right to explain how you believe you can help and add value in their world. 
that's so strong. And Larry, I haven't even had a chance to talk to you about this uh, yet, but I was one of my new favorite books and everyone knows I'm just a total book junkie. And I, I, I passionately believe that if you're going to add value to your clients, you have to be adding value to yourself. So I read like a, you know, a maniac, but one of my new favorite books is by Mike McCallowitz. It's called the pumpkin plan. I and, saw uh, what you wrote, dude. No, 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 dude. It was, here's what, here's what I loved about it, Larry. And I think this is so um, germane to our conversation. How about that for a cool word to you? That's good. Oh, not bad, huh? So, uh, Hey, you learn words when you read. It's absolutely amazing for a, a you know a serial sales guy like me. Um, but no, it, it's, it's really uh, germane to our conversation right now. Is you know those A clients, they're the ones that are going to get you to where you want to go, right? Yeah. They're going to yeah. get. They're the the ones that are going to be loyal. They're going to give you references. They're usually larger transactions. There's usually cross sell opportunities. And uh, in the pumpkin plan, Mike McCallowitz was advocating calling up or, you know, in the old days, having a cup of coffee or lunch with your yeah. ideal clients and, and, and asking them what their wish list was. Not their wish list related to your products necessarily, but just for like their business in general and maybe related to the industry broadly that you work in. Like, what's your wish list? And listen to that because there is the, you know, if, if if you're going to drive conversation, the conversation needs to be around something that the person cares about passionately. Yeah. And yeah. I would argue if it's not in their, say, top 10 list of things that they care about passionately, that that conversation is not really going to go anywhere. Um, mm. And that's the pragmatic, you know, hardcore business side of me. Um, there's yeah. the relational dynamic. But, you know, we always say on the podcast you've got to have authentic relationship, but you also have to bring authentic value. And I think one of the good things to do right now is really take those A clients um, and call them up, you know, invite them to a digital cup of coffee on a Zoom meeting and, yeah. and ask them, you know, about their business right now. Go, you know, like, what are the real challenges? And, you know, you may or may not be able to help, but those are going to be the seeds to having great prospecting conversations with the targets, your your uh, hit list, right? I totally agree. And what, what a lot of your listeners, what, what a lot of my clients struggle with, Daryl, is the preface. How, how do you start that conversation Again. to enable you to ask questions, you know? Yeah. And, and this, is my, this is my best tip here, and I think this is key. Every prospect call, you've got to do your homework, right? You've got to have an idea of what their challenges probably are because you understand their industry, you understand the market they operate in. And obviously you've done your homework because you know their competitors of clients you've already helped. So you mm -hmm. should know that. But I always recommend when you get hold of the right person and you start the call saying, you know, hi Larry, it's Tony here from TMI. Thanks for taking my call. I always say, you know, are you familiar with my business? And that will only get obviously a yes or a no. And whatever they say, the key message is this. Don't talk about what you do. Talk about what you've done successfully with people or businesses like them. Yes. So you should very quickly have a success story of how you've helped someone that they would be aware of who are a similar size organization to them or has a similar pain or challenge that you've helped them overcome. And I think on the back of that, you can invite, invite some 
engagement by saying, so tell me, Larry, what are you, what are you doing right now to prevent that within your business? And mm-hmm. now we're having a good conversation, right? No, I, you, 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 bring, you bring up a really great point. I, I mean, I want to throw a twist on this. It's just, I mean, I, I love that. But just imagine, you know, we're, we're talking about prospecting. So we're talking about it in two different ways. I think prospecting for new opportunities, but then prospecting within your current customer base. So imagine this in the world that we live in right now, Daryl and Tony, think about this. Imagine a salesperson, right? Sales leader, sales manager, doesn't matter, right? However you want to identify yourself. And you take your top three customers and you bring them on a Zoom call or a WebEx or whatever your organization uses. And you all are looking at each other. And now you as that salesperson, you have a common theme between all of them. They're a current customer of yours, but those other people may not know each other. They're all going to have different sets of issues going on. Imagine if salespeople facilitated those types of video calls right now and learned what was going on inside their customer base. They're bridging introductions between customer A and customer B and so forth. They take notes. And then they turn right around and pick up the phone and start prospecting and say, you know what, Tony, I just came off of a video call with three of my customers. Here's the issues that are going on inside their business right now. Any of this sound familiar? Is this going on? Can you imagine the course of those prospecting conversations? What would happen? I love that. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great angle. Absolutely. And I think on the back of that, Larry, you can create video content answering those pain points, which then you're going to be posting out on social groups. You might write an article about it and direct it to your customer base. So I I think there's a really good value add there as well. I love that. I think you like that one, Daryl, huh? No, I I saw your eyeballs turning. No, I'm just, I'm (laughs) thinking like, what an incredible goal for um, our listeners to set, to say, you know, originally I was thinking like set a goal of talk to one of your clients every day, like just make it a point every day, have the phone call, maybe even before you start prospecting, like to have that phone call with a current client, they're a, they're going to be a friendly, hopefully. Right. But also to, to listen, like really listen about what's going on in their head right now. And this is a, you know, this is the challenge and the opportunity of selling in this season is, um, you know, right now, obviously, you know, wherever this, this crisis that we're in has upset everybody's apple carts and there, and, you know, so people are looking for ideas, solutions, they've got challenges, it, it, you know, so listen and really tune in to what, what people are saying and then mm. use that as, as the springboard for your conversations in your next prospecting session. I mean, totally. what if you started every session, but Larry, I, I think you one upped me with this, having a virtual like summit with three. Dude, hey, if you clients. don't you do that, that's hey, everybody. That's our secret. <laughs> not anymore larry not Not anymore tony there you go (laughs) that that's um that's just pure brilliance because um everybody you know it's let's just be honest i mean salespeople we have a crisis of credibility and trust so when people know when they're going to get on the phone with us that they're afraid we're going to I mean, they think they might help. We might help. That's why they get on the phone with us. But they're also afraid we're going to try to sell them something. But to invite your current clients into a forum with other, you know, peers. Oh, brilliant. 
pure brilliance. And I wanna, that, one's, I wanna add a, that one's good. I want to add a couple of I want to add a couple of things to that, if I may. So yeah. one one thing I'm one thing I'm doing with my clients is saying, you know, if you could win a dream customer for you right now, who would that be? Who would be your I call it your champagne referral? Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a name out of them. It might be a one company or a specific individual. And then I normally say, look, I don't know that person, but my network will. Let me reach out to my network and see who's connected to them. And I'd love to set up an introduction for you. And for me, it's just a great way to, you know, help add value to my client. We get nothing from it personally, but it's just about developing and forging that relationship. You know, I always say your network is your net worth. And, and, you know, luckily I've built up some amazing connections over 20 years. So it's very likely I will know someone who knows that person, right? That's right. But I, re- I, really, I really like that term, champagne referral. That's that really is, good. I wrote that. Awesome. So, I mean, and Daryl knows, I, I mean, my brain goes off into right field. And I'm going to tell you, I'm pulling this one out of right field right now. When I heard you say champagne referral in your accent, which I absolutely freaking love, all I can think of was, was his name Robin Leach? You remember that guy from the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Yes. (laughs) Right, that's the first thing that ran into my head. Sorry, Tony, but it's like champagne referrals, boom, instantaneously. I can imagine you as like the trailer into the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Champagne referrals and great phone conversations. That's great. Yeah. I love it. I think that's <laughs> that's brilliant. That's so so strong. Oh man! But, but the the other thing that's come out is, and I, I'm suggesting when you speak to your clients, you know, we all talk about what's our unique selling point, mm-hmm. and I think that's quite selfish because for me, if we're selling from the heart, it shouldn't be about a USP. I call it a UCB, a unique client benefit, mm-hmm. because it's all about the customer, not you. And, and, the, and sometimes to understand what our real UCB is, is ask our customer and reach out to them and say, look, I'm, I'm always looking to learn, grow and develop. What was the main reason you chose to work with my business? And then get that great feedback and then, and then say, and what could I do if there was one thing I could do even better? What would that look like? And what a great perception we'll give to our customers if we're always striving to better ourselves, right? And and we're really understanding why they chose us and what we could do to improve. I think that feedback is invaluable. And what a great time to do it. Yeah, that's that's so good. And I think then that becomes the nucleus of a story. I had a a Mm. great conversation earlier this week with JJ Peterson. He's the um, chief learning strategist for StoryBrand, uh, Donald Miller's team. Uh, and so I'm a huge fan of StoryBrand. And what JJ was telling me was when he did his research, which by the way, he did in Oxford. So it's uh, totally credible on the other side of the pond. Uh, what he learned was that story is incredibly powerful. That like just coming at someone directly and saying, my product is better. You know, the, yeah. the reaction is whatever and it's you know probably even defensive but then telling a story coming at it from a side angle you know it it it, research empirical research has shown that telling a story instead of you know trying to blurt out a fact is always going to work better so where do you get the stories well you get the stories from your clients right so you want stories that 
that are real, that are relevant, that are fresh. And so, you know, and that's going back to what, um, you know, Larry was saying earlier, um, to be able to say, hey, you know, on Friday last week, I was talking with, with three CFOs or finance directors at our clients. And, Mm. you know, what they told me was this, this and this. Now I'm bringing like real story, someone else is telling it, the power of that is so much stronger. And, you know, as sales reps, where do you get those stories? Well, you can, you know, wait for your marketing team to spoon feed case studies to you. But I'm telling you, it's much more powerful if it's you, you know, your story, you're the one that uncovered it, it came out of a conversation that you had. And what a, you know, this is a time, we've been thinking so much in this weird season that we're in, how do we, you know, how do we move forward? And how do we invest our time wisely? Mm. Um, Having these conversations with our clients to be able to tee up our effective prospecting, and just make ourselves better professionals all the way around and tighten our relationships with our current clients. Like this is one of maybe Larry, the best things mm-hmm. you could be doing right now. And I know we're talking about prospecting today, but the foundation of prospecting is having something valuable to talk about. And where do you get that? You get it from your current clients. Absolutely. And, and I always say when you're in like a tender situation, you're up against two, three competitors, you know, it's so easy to go into show off mode and just mm-hmm. start, start saying why we're the best we do our product does this. And, and obviously, you don't want to ever slag off your competition, right? But I always coach this that talk about what your clients say. So I, my positioning would always be well, the feedback my clients give me is they love A, B, C, D. And now you can show off without showing off. And it's a mm-hmm. great way to do it. And if you can validate that with real examples of what your clients have actually said, happy days. Happy days, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, 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 and to both your points, and I think this is the perfect time. And, and you know, sometimes things happen, right? I mean, we're in the middle of this, right? And, and I, I hate using the same, but I'm gonna use it anyway. It is what it is. We can't do anything about the situation we're in, but in essence, we can. And it's those sales professionals that use this time to get reacquainted and reinvest in their customer relationships and uncover and unpack the stories that, that you and, you know, you, Tony and Daryl have been talking about are going to find a very successful 2020. Mm-hmm. And there is a light at the end of this. There really is. Yeah. yeah but maybe, th- you know, but you know, maybe this, if we look at, if you, if we bring this thing to a positive spin for a lot of people is this could have been the reset button that quite frankly, a lot of people in sales needed to get reacquainted with themselves and their customers. Mm, good shout. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely yeah. agree. And, and I think just on that, you know, some of the best lessons that your listeners and your salespeople are going to take is not just from why your customers chose you, but sometimes why they why the prospects didn't choose yes. you. Yes. And I'm such a believer in going back. And my, my big tip on that, and it's something I, I do with my clients, is let's say, Larry, you were my prospect and you decided not to go ahead, right? Which is cool. And I'll say, look, disappointed, but I wish you every success let's keep in touch. I would then get my colleague Daryl to phone you to get feedback. Why? Because you're going to tell him the truth. Mm -hmm. You you might be scared you don't want to offend me. 
And, and you know, I might have, my assumption might be it was price-led, but actually you're going to tell Daryl something that will be invaluable for me to learn. And the way Daryl will position that call is say, Larry, you spoke to my colleague, Tony. I know he was unsuccessful, but at TMI Training Academy, we always want to be the best at what we do. Can you give me your honest feedback of why you didn't feel Tony was the right fit? And yeah. that feedback is absolutely invaluable yeah. to me if I'm a true professional and I want to keep getting better. Boy, I, I wish we could I, just like we need to record a whole other podcast on this because I'm such <laughs> a strong believer here, you know, here in the States uh, with our American football uh, on Monday morning, they always talk about playing the tape, right? Which is where we go back and we look at, you know, what plays worked well and where did we just blow it? And um, I'm a huge advocate in Revenue Growth Engine. We talk about monthly deal analysis for sales teams to go back and pick one deal you won, one deal you lost, yeah. and one deal that was no decision and really mm -hmm. unpack and figure out and see what you can learn. You don't have to wait for your sales team to do that. You can do that yourself as a sales professional. And, um, you know, this downtime right now, you know, is good time to go back and do that. Um, so, yeah, so powerful. Tony, so many great ideas from this conversation today. I feel like I've got a whole page of notes filled up. I know everyone else has been really blessed by this. Uh, all this stuff has come out of this conversation and your insights, man. I just... I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you sharing time with us. Oh, absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. And Daryl, knowing you're an avid reader, I'll send you, I think Larry's read my book, but I'll send you a copy of my book, Coffees for Closers. Oh, be there we go. I love it. <laughs> put it in the post. That's right. The hey, hey, by, hey, by the way, Tony, I'm going to give you a little tip on Daryl. It's got to be digital. So fling over the digital copy. Still juggle <laughs> oh, the digital book. That's okay, you, you, don't, you can see my table behind me is stacked with books. Oh, uh, yeah. Woo. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they're really <laughs> one of the keepsakes. I read them on my iPad. Either way, it's cool, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Coffee is for closers. That reminds me, my very first sales manager, I'm having flashbacks now, yeah. 1993. His name was Tony. I won't give away his last name, but he walked yeah. into the, he came into the office, his very first sales meeting. Pops in the videotape of the Alec Baldwin scene. And that's how our sales management began. <laughs> you know, how effective that was. <laughs> yeah. Did he bring out the brass? Did he bring out brass balls though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say. <laughs> On that note, Daryl. On that note, hey Tony, thanks for joining us. Everybody thanks, else. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Look, two things. First of all, we appreciate uh, your references. When you uh, rate this and, and leave a couple sentences, a shout out, whether you listen on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, iHeartRadio or any of the other platforms, that really helps us out because it helps us spread the word. And second of all, don't forget to go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash Facebook and uh, get in the loop on this insiders group because I think you're really, really going to love it. So till next week, keep being genuine keep being authentic, keep adding real value, talk to your current clients and listen to them right now. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. 
So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.